Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. This is Maricela Morales with Everything Stay at Home Mom, the podcast and the blog. And we have a very special show for you today. We're going to be talking for, with a children's author, Carrie Azara. And we're very excited to learn about his new books and about the writing process and everything he has to share about being a children's book author. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Carrie. How are you? I'm unmuting you as we speak. So if you can, hello. I'm 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 well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. Hello. And just ah. joining us is also Claudia. She's my co-host. Um, so we'll bring her on as well. Nice so to be how with are you, you doing today, Carrie? I'm pretty well, actually. Thank you. It's nice to be with you. Yeah, great. Welcome, Claudia. Are you on the line now? Hi. Yes, I didn't want to interrupt you guys. Hi, Carrie. I'm so excited to meet you. No, well, it's a pleasure to meet you as well. And I have a young yeah. one who um, loves to write, and she's very excited to hear this at the end. She wants to glean as much information from you as possible. So <laughs> you have some fans over here. <laughs> Well, I don't know that I'm a fountain of information, but I'll do my best. <laughs> okay, that's great. Well, Carrie, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, maybe um, where you're from, where you grew up, what inspired you to be an author? Certainly. Um, well, I'm uh, in a city called Newton, and that's right outside of Boston, Massachusetts, about 10 miles directly west. Um, it's a lovely city, and um, anybody who knows the Boston area can probably tell you that it's a very nice place in the, in the, on the planet to live. Um, the weather can be a little bit bitter, as it is today, very cold uh, and windy. Mm-hmm. But um, at least, um, you know, we're probably not going to have a, a tornado or, or, a, um, mm-hmm. uh, or a mudslide anytime soon. So, you know, uh, you, you count your blessings. Um, I actually uh, was born and grew up uh, my formative years in New Jersey, and um, nothing against New Jersey, but I'm happy to be gone. Um, (laughs) It's just a little too crowded for me. You know, Massachusetts is a little less dense, so um, uh, that that helps. Um, And and I certainly did not start out in life as an author, although if you talk to my mom, she will tell you that uh, I was starting to write uh, when I was in sixth grade, um, and she has, she, and I, I disputed that with her and she said, okay, wait a minute. And she went to her bedroom. She pulled out this one sheet of paper that had a one page story on it. Uh, I think it got a B minus on it. Um, and mm. uh, she said, see, you were a writer even in sixth grade, but, um, but she's the only one who believes that anyway, um, in in the course of events, uh, going through actually a, a number of different careers, um, starting in mental health and public health and market research and uh, uh, internet, you know, uh, research and so forth and so on. Um, as I got to the point in my life when I was considering retirement, I thought I'd I'd better find something else to do because if I just retire and sit around, I'm probably going to get myself in trouble. So. Um, Mm-hmm. As it turned out, I was uh, I was selling a couple of cars online in eBay, and I had understood that if you wrote a story about the object that you were selling, you got more eyeballs. 
And I did that. And right. in fact, I got a lot of eyeballs on the cars I was selling, you know, 1,500. Um, I was selling two cars, so I got different numbers. Um, and that sort of launched my career in writing. Um, you know, I kept writing about the. I, I, I really liked um, restoring older cars, and so I was doing a lot of that at the time. And my daughter said, "Dad, look at all these stories you have about you know, and and all the other cars you've owned. You should you should put them all together in a book." Um, and for a while, I mm. just sort of you know patted her on the head and said, "Oh, well, that's a nice idea," but um, but it sort of stuck, and um, and and that that so so the first book I ended up publishing was called uh, "Uncommon Heroes in Cars," and it was a book about mm. uncommon heroes and obviously cars. Um, mm. And <laughs> since then, I've published a, a couple of other novels, uh, most notably probably uh, the novel titled "Caitlin's Mooring." Um, which is an adult model, you know, novel. And at, at the time, um, uh, my wife uh, and I were entertaining friends from the West Coast. Um, we were out having dinner, and we had just had our first grandchild. Um, and my friend Carol said, you have to write a children's book in, in honor of your grandchild. Um, and again, you know, I thought to myself, well, no, probably not. But, you know, those kinds of ideas tend to stick in my head, and they incubate, and... So I decided, okay, fine. And that's where, ready or not, here we come. Um, the title of the children's book I recently published came from. Um, and, of course, the main character is Leona, my granddaughter's name. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and it also features four dogs. Um, uh, uh, two of them are our dogs. One was my son's dog, my, my, my granddaughter's daddy, and, and the fourth dog was Carol's, my friend who thought of the idea. Um, and that's how, the, oh. that's how the story sort of, be, you know, gelled. Oh, that's Very awesome. neat. Yeah, and um, so first of all, the book, the book is beautiful. It's very aesthetically pleasing. I really enjoyed the pictures and the story. Thank you. I can't nice. take any credit and for the pictures. The, the art, artwork is not mine, but um, I'll take credit for the stories. Yes, the story is very, very nice. And um, I was wondering, was there any um, story in your life or something that inspired you to write this one, or it, it was just from your head? You know, honestly, it's just from my head. Um, mostly it was it was about the, you know, the idea of, of you know how a, in this case a, a baby still still in diapers crawling um, interacted with her four friends, which in this case were the four mm -hmm. dogs. Um, and I've I've been a dog owner and a dog lover my entire life. Um, I've had many many dogs. Um, the dog we have now is his name is Mato M A T O, and um, uh, he's a rescue. Uh, in fact, my 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 daughter. Um, uh, was volunteering at a shelter in Texas while she was getting her PhD, and she came across this dog not long after we lost the dog we had before him. Um, and and while I wasn't really ready, she insisted that I consider it because she said that this dog was the best dog ever. Um, turned out mm -hmm. my other son, we have three children, my other son was visiting her, and, and when he called me and said, Dad, this dog is the most unassuming dog you'll ever meet. You've got to take him. And 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 Adam's not really given to a lot of you know uh, hyperbole, so, so uh, that kind of 
kind of cemented the deal. So we, you know, so anyway, the, it just seemed a natural idea, you know, the things I love most in life, dogs and babies. Um, so I put those mm-hmm. together. Well, I, um, I was really impressed that a, a gentleman would come up with um, the way the story starts. I think our moms, our audiences, you know, stay-at-home moms will really appreciate it because the mom in the story is kind of um, unaware that this little girl has this whole other um, this whole other life going on, this uh, like behind-the-scenes world with the dogs. And um, as moms, we get so busy and we're, you know, doing dishes, putting in laundry, and we think the baby's just there playing. <laughs> but there's really a whole other, other, they're a real person, and there's their whole little, they have this, their own little world. So I really appreciate that you, um, that you brought that to life. And, um, yeah, and I, I keep think thinking, oh, no, I hope he wasn't inspired by me, like not knowing where the baby is, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, and I, I think you're right. You know, children have a, a you know, a, a world that they live in inside their head. I mean, bef- you know, before they are able to to communicate with language, um, they understand much more than they can say, of course, uh, as you know. Um, and, mm-hmm. and and I believe dogs have a similar, you know, obviously not the same as humans, but they they also have an internal life. And um, you know, we we gave them a voice in this book. Um, you know, and and, and you know. Uh, and 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 a you know communication basis between uh, the little girl and and the dog, um, and between them you know among themselves. So um, mm-hmm. I just thought it was a cute idea, and um, as I said, I did it so that uh, you know my I, I really had an audience of one in mind, which was my granddaughter, um, hoping that mm-hmm. you know when she was old enough, um, she, you know she could enjoy the enjoy the the pictures as well as the the text. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure she'll and be honored. It, <laughs> well, I hope so. I'd have to tell you just if I if I don't if you don't mind, I'd like to tell you just one quick anecdote. Um, mm-hmm. This past this past holiday season, um, you know, we had um, just before the holidays, we had uh, provided the book on Amazon. You can do you can do this thing where you your your Kindle version is free for up to five days. And, mm-hmm. and and we we did that as a way to you know promote the book of course, um, but I didn't let it go at, at that. I, what I did was I I emailed uh, uh, hundreds of different daycare centers in the in the general Boston area, and invited them to download the book for free and 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 have their you know their their uh, the kids that were in their charge enjoy it. And and I got some really great feedback on that. Um, people really appreciated it and, and it, you know, and so I thought to myself, well, that's terrific, but I didn't get to see the look on the kids' faces. So um, mm-hmm. right. while we were out shopping for food over the holiday, I brought some books with me to the supermarket. And when I oh. encountered a child in a, you know, in a cart with their parents, I would go up to the mom or dad and ask if I could give their child a book. And the the, um, the responses I got were just wonderful. Um, I ended up giving about 25 or 30 books away uh, over the holiday. And I, I have to tell you, the joy I got from that was was uh, uh, tenfold what I what any of the what any of the recipients I think you know felt. Um, it was just a really wonderful way to spend the holiday. Oh, yeah, that's, that's precious. I love that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, so I plan to do that with the next book. Oh, awesome! What mall are you going to be in? Where so be there? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, if you're in the neighborhood, um, just give me a call, and I'll make sure that I put a, side, put a book aside for you. Um, <laughs> so, so what is your next book? Um, well, the next children's book, which is already in, in progress, um, and, and uh, it's been gone through editing, and I've, I've uh, 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 partnered with a, with a, a terrific artist um, who's doing the illustrations. This book's going to be a little different. It's going to be for a slightly older uh, audience, um, where we're looking at 8- to 12-year-olds, um, and it's going to be a series. Um, the title of the series is Heidi's Hounds. Again, I'm, you know, as I said, a dog lover, so I, when, I, when I get something I, I like, mm-hmm. I stick with it. Um, mm-hmm. And um, so Heidi is a, is a little girl who starts off, uh, the story starts off with um, her, she lives in Maine, um, Cumberland, actually. And uh, as the story unfolds, she is, her father um, um, is uh, lucky enough to, to land a new position Unfortunately for her, um, it, it's uh, in the state of Virginia, so there's a major move in, in, in the works. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure I want to tell you too much more because I don't want to give the story away. But, okay, right. uh, but nevertheless, I mean, if you can, you, you can tell from the title, Heidi's Hounds, um, there are dogs involved, and um, mm-hmm. and uh, and this, it's going to be a series of, of books. Um, so the first one I hope to have available uh, for uh, early review by you know magazines and, and, and reviewers um, sometime in March or maybe uh, uh, you know early April, um, and then have it uh, be available uh, to the general public um, at the end of June. That's great. great. So do you have an author page that people can go to to check out your latest works? Uh, yes, well, I have a, a website. Um, it's just uh, you know at Carrie Azara. Um, just you know my first and last name is one word, and dot com. Um, you can also look at my author page on Amazon, and um, uh, there's you know a fair amount of information about that, as well as you know obviously uh, you can skim through all the various things I've published, um, and. The, 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 you know, I'll just say one more thing about the series. Uh, I, I think that not only will kids really enjoy it from the point of view of, you know, the, the stories themselves, the, the, you know, what Heidi's up to, if you will, um, but I think they'll also glean some interesting, you know, life lessons from it. And I, I hope that, that, that it, will, it will help them, you know, kids who are dealing with, let's, let's going back to the first, the first theme: uh, a child has to move from, you know, one one state to another and leave all her friends and so forth. And how how one how she copes with that. Um, and um, you know, kids have those experiences. And and the rest of the stories have similar kinds of you know um, situations that the children, some children at least, will have to encounter. Um, in one story, there's a there's a you know uh, 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 an encounter with bullies. Um, and in, in another story, it's an encounter with elderly elderly folks and and how much joy she brings to them. So there there are different you know different uh, you know uh, uh, situations that many children will find themselves I think and and parents will find themselves in. So I'm hoping that it, it, not only will right. it entertain but it will also educate. Yeah, that's awesome. That sounds great. So uh, do we have any more time? <clears throat> We do. I wanted to ask yeah, you about. Have, um, 
Okay, great. About yourself, um, you were was your first career in marketing, and how did you go over into writing? Uh, actually, my first career was in is in research. Um, I have two oh. graduate degrees in in uh, psychology um, mm. and and uh, social sciences, and I applied those um, uh, first in public health, uh, and and then later in the field of technology, um, doing doing marketing research for high tech companies, um, and then after that, I, I gravitated you know uh, toward more less of the research and more of the marketing side, especially as the internet became you know more um, uh, ubiquitous, um, and at at the toward, as as I you know got to the point where. Um, I felt like it was time to start thinking about retirement. Um, that's when the writing sort of kicked in. Now, that's not to say that I had never written anything. I've written a lot, but it was more more technical in nature, not so much uh, mm-hmm. fictional and storyline. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's good for our moms to hear because um, we have like it's becoming more and more rare that somebody you know goes to college, has a career, and that's what they do for the rest of their lives. It seems just the world we live in, it's every careers are constantly changing and with our audience it's stay at home moms, so we don't know if they're gonna be stay at home moms forever or maybe they want to do something on the side or um it's just a new world we live in. So I like to hear other people's experiences. Well I agree. I think mm-hmm. I think most people in the in the modern age here will probably have two or three, if not more uh, careers in their in their life. If you know, um, I'm a firm believer in when when you uh, stop learning and you stop growing, <laughs> you you stop living. You know, um, so mm-hmm. um, it's it's it's. Uh, I think learning and and continuing to find new avenues of of creative expression uh, or ways to keep yourself um, buoyant. You know, uh, psychologically as as well as physically. Mm-hmm. So I would encourage all stay-at-home moms or dads, for that matter, um, you know, to find a find a you know uh, alternative interests. You know, explore, think about things. You don't have to. You know, you can explore things. You don't have to. You know, uh, make a, a lifelong commitment to anything. You know, but when you hit on something that just really clicks with you, then you know, you just you run with it. And and I mm-hmm. think that's basically what I did. That's great. Thank yeah, that's you really for sharing that with us. It's not that hard, really. Maybe, um, could you tell us maybe for the moms that have the aspiring author, just like Claudia mentioned earlier that her daughter's written a few books um, that uh-huh. she self-published, what advice would you give for the parent or the child who is in that situation who wants to become an author? Uh, okay. Um, well, I think this is probably advice they've they've heard before, but I'll re- I'll I'll repeat it because it's it bears repeating. And that is, if you want to be a writer, write, write every day, mm-hmm. write as much as you can. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if you ever publish it or not. Just write and and can just keep you know uh, working at the craft. Um, uh, I don't know that anyone, even even the most notorious writers or noteworthy writers, um, ever stop you know learning how to do the the craft of writing better 
uh, over time. You just continue to, you know, to um, learn more things and in- incorporate more things, and that that that. So that's one thing. You just have to, you know, it. it, it apparently, I, I'm not sure where I read this, but apparently, to become expert at anything, you have to spend approximately 10,000 hours at that. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm at the four, five, six thousand hour in that range somewhere. So I'm still striving mm-hmm. very much to be the expert that I hope I will become. Um, and but but uh, you know uh, with roughly five or six thousand you know uh, hours behind me, I feel like you know I'm making some real good progress. But you know but it takes mm-hmm. dedication. You have to do it you know virtually every day. So um, you know whether it's writing or or you know becoming expert at um, uh, uh, you know. Uh, drawing uh, uh, comic books, whatever it is, you just have to spend the time and do it. And you you, you don't become expert, you know, overnight, but um, um, no one is, is born with the knowledge or the skill. You know, you, even if you have the talent, you have to still, you know, work on that talent. So that's, that's number advice. one. Mm-hmm. Um, as a writer, what I have found is uh, that um, when I get an idea, no matter where I am or what I'm doing, if I don't write it down, it's probably not gonna. I'm probably gonna. It's probably gonna be lost to me at some point. So um, I make sure that if I'm not sitting at my keyboard, um, I have a pad and pen close at hand, because you never know when inspiration is going to hit. Um, the muse is a very ticklish thing. Um, she, she doesn't always come when you think she's going to come. You know, so mm-hmm. you have to be ready. Mm-hmm. So when you have a thought, even if it's a piece of dialogue, just something simple. Write it down. You never know where it's going to fit into a, a story, you know, that you haven't even thought about writing yet. Um, or maybe mm-hmm. you've already written something, and then you think to yourself, oh, but what if the character did this, you know, and, and, and you write that down, and you start, you know. So I keep, I keep a, you know, actually I have two notebooks, um, and, and uh, one notebook I have, I start from the beginning, you know, the front of it, and the other, uh, and then I have it, I start, you know, uh, from the from the back of it, and you know, presumably at some point we'll meet in the middle. But the the front mm-hmm. is for one story that I'm working on, and the back is for the an, a second story that I'm working on. And just you know, just so they're both handy, I just use the same notebook and go from um, front to back and back to front. Mm-hmm. But I, I can't emphasize it enough. Um, I can't tell you how many times uh, bef- you know uh, it's happened to me. And, um, that you know, I've, I get an idea, and then and then it, I really find it hard to reconstruct it because I didn't write it down, you know. And even if you don't write down every word, just write down a couple of bullet points, you know, something to remind you of what you what you were thinking, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I I I don't I don't know that anyone will will. I don't. I haven't ever read that as, as advice anywhere in the writing world, but I find that that that's a very important thing to 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 learn to do. Yes, that's great. Yeah, that's great. So, where do you? What do you recommend as far as um, um, finding an agent for the first time? It, it seems it's a little bit of a scary world with who to trust, or especially for a young, yeah. a young person. What, what did you recommend? Like, how did you get hooked up with your people the first time when you had when you first published the book? <coughs> well, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, <clears throat> I have to tell you the. Uh, I've had a bit of a checkered past, if, if you will, um, having gone mm-hmm. gone through, uh, uh, you know, working with different people over time, um, and it's it's taken time to to get to the point where, um, you know, I I um, 
now have a a, a team of people that I, I really trust and have you know I, I can I feel good about working with. Um, that hasn't always been the case. Um, and I've I've worked with a number of different editors, some good, mm-hmm. some fair, some terrible. Um, but you don't know that they're terrible until you've done some work with them and until you've seen the, the you know the the other side of the coin if you will you know the mm-hmm. um so um it it, it really i have to I, I hate to admit this but there is a bit of trial and error that's involved um mm-hmm. and if you you know if you can get a recommendation from somebody about you know an agent or or an editor or a publisher or or an artist uh, you know uh, um that that's that's a you know that that's a good place to begin is with you know with with learning from somebody else's experience because it's really it's really time consuming and very very you know disconcerting to be honest um, to have to do it all by mm-hmm. trial and error. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it does take it mm-hmm. does you know they you know how they say it takes a village to to raise a child. Um, it takes a right. it takes a village to, mm-hmm. to to have a successful author. You know, you need somebody who you know to to help you with your your editing. And don't ever believe anybody who says, "Oh, I can edit my own work." No, mm-hmm. you cannot. <laughs> I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Stephen King. You cannot edit your own work. So yes, that's you're too close, that, that, right? That, that, that'll be my third my third uh, tip tip of the day. Um, I'll and I'll stop with that one. But but that's a very important one. Um, do not do not fall into the trap of thinking that you can do your own editing and that you know to save a few hundred dollars for you know the cost of an editor um, mm-hmm. that that it's just simply not not um, not going to work. Um, okay. you, just, you, you, mm-hmm. you don't you don't you don't see your own blind spots obviously you know otherwise they wouldn't be blind mm-hmm. spots. Yeah. yeah. We um, have found that even um, even with our closeness in the family. Like she'll she'll write you know her first second third draft of her book and then her sister will go over it and then I'll go over it and even just because we have that closeness and we share that same culture of language, um, even we miss things. So it has to be yeah. an outsider. Who, who I agree. That's when we've found mistakes. Like you know, we can't believe our three sets of eyes have not caught it. So that's great. No, I agree, and 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 I went through that same same thing. You know, I had my wife read some things, and my one of my children read. You know, my daughter in particular uh, would help me with 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 some editing, and and they provided good good comments and and good editing. But at the end of the day, first of all, you need a professional, somebody who really knows how to do editing, and that's a very specific skill. It's not the same skill as a writer. Um, Although some editors are clearly, obviously, also writers. and 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 I'll add one more thing to you know just to expand on that thought. After you have the editor finish, have somebody do mm-hmm. a proofread because even editors mm-hmm. miss things, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And and a, and a third set of eyes, a proofreader, whose whole you know whole whole uh, uh, objective in life is to find mistakes, not necessarily to edit your work, <laughs> to find any errors that are still there. Okay, um, and yeah. um, and then after all of that, and I've had this experience. I've had all of that. Then you send your your, your book off, um, and and you know you get the the, the one off, the proof. Okay, mm-hmm. and so the publisher sends you back the one the the one printed copy, and then they call it a mm-hmm. proof, and they say, okay, read through it. If you find anything, tell us. This is your last chance, and I can mm-hmm. tell you. Every book I've ever written, I've always found at least one thing. Oh, wow. So, oh, that's awesome advice. Yeah. 
So you know, um, to to create to create a piece of writing, especially a, you know a full length novel that has that is absolutely pristine, has zero typos, zero mistakes, zero you know uh, commas missing or or, or put in incorrectly. It's almost it's not, I've, I have it's almost impossible. So you know, um, I, so I take I take the the, uh, the 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 point of view. I think it's I think it's an Indian culture um, uh, that you know you 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 add a mistake to what you do because only God is perfect. So I figured I don't have to worry about any mistakes. They're going to be there no matter what I do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well. Well, thank you. We've come quickly to the close of our show. We appreciate so much you taking the time to share your book and your experiences with us. We really appreciate that. And just oh, to remind pleasure. everyone. Very... Yeah. Oh, and thank you for the opportunity to, to talk with folks. I appreciate it. It was oh, so much you're fun. Welcome. Thank you. And we want all our moms to come find you on the Internet, right, Maricela? Yes, so where can you carry Azara? Yeah, um, it's spelled C A R E Y A Z Z A R A. A R A. And to check out your upcoming series meant for eight year olds and older, correct? Yep. Yep, yep, that's correct. Heidi's Hounds. And the first book is called Heidi's The Sick Hounds. Puppy. Oh, that's so cute. All right. Well, thank you so much. And for our followers, don't forget to visit us at everythingshm.net. You can connect with us on social media through there as well. Thank you so much, Carrie. We look forward to your to reading your next series of books and keeping up with what you have going on and what you publish. Thank you so much. <coughs> well, thank you. Hope to talk to you again. All right. Have a great day. I look thank forward so to much. talking with you again. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.